I'm not sure how many weeks I could take coming on here to do an intro for our podcast that simply reminds you that Sheffield Wednesday are yet to pick up a league win before we start uploading the previous week's episode. Alas, here we are, another match in and another defeat, this time to Preston, and it's Cardiff up next for the Isles. The performance last time around was a slight improvement. This is Cisco Ball, and maybe the players are finally learning the rules. However, they better start becoming experts at the game because it's only so long before we can go, before someone has a tantrum and throws the pieces all over the kitchen floor. This is the Star Isles Podcast. I'm Chris Holt, and joining us as usual are our Sheffield Wednesday writers at the Star, Joe Cran and Alex Miller. How are we doing, gents? You all right? Very good, thank you, yourself. I'm okay. I'm just going to tilt this here because it's just a bit odd. Um, yeah, I, I mean, where do we start? Where do we start? Joe, I'm going to leave you out for a bit because we spoke about spoke to you on Monday. Alex, where do we start? Uh, where do we start? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Wednesday certainly need to start getting themselves going. Um, as you sort of alluded to there, and as I'm sure you spoke about with Joe on Monday, you know there were green shoots of of ah, you know there's there's something here in the first half uh, against Preston, uh, but it they couldn't sustain it. The substitutes were were fairly ineffective, and I think. Um, a draw wouldn't have been an unfair result, um, but that's on the basis also that, that Preston didn't offer a great deal. Um, and again, it's another. Yeah, you know, Preston have gone what seven points from the first three games, so who knows? You know where they could they could end up. They've certainly had a good start, but as we said uh, last week after the the debacle at Hull, you know they're, they're another side that maybe you look at and you think, well, you know they're a bit of a marker. It's early days. I mean, we spoke to Cisco after the game for nearly 40 minutes, which is an extraordinarily long post-match uh, press conference, especially now that they're done pitch side. Um, <laughs> yeah, if anything, that's too long. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, not one to, I'm not one to complain about getting access and speaking to the people who matter, but 40 minutes is frankly too long. Yeah. yeah. I'm not looking um, forward to a 40-minute one in the... Uh... In December or, or January or February. Yeah, yeah. On a Tuesday night. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, yeah he was certainly very keen to get across, you know, th- this this need for patience. And there were there were more more details to it. Um he sort of went into a little bit, you know, the fact that he he started slowly at Watford and we know how that ended up. Uh he compared his situation to that of Mikel Arteta at Arsenal. And I'm not sure we can jump on that too readily, given the you know the disparity in in the quality of the players and and the, the circumstances between the two clubs. So, yeah, look, the the drum keeps getting hammered on the need for for patience and all the rest of it. I think there is huge credence in that, but yet again, it's it's broken record stuff. It, it feels like Wednesday need to offer that bit more to to sort of get that patience in and and give fans and, and us and everyone else the um the time to uh to offer that patience what do you think joe i was i was just thinking how many times are we allowed to say the words green shoots before we start um having to cancel it from our vocabulary because it feels <laughs> like it's something that we've we've both sort of mentioned quite a lot because that's all we've been seeing in it you know we've only seen the the the, the sprouts of of things 
Um, but yeah, I, I think with with Wednesday's situation now, it's it has felt like a little bit of baby steps. You know, we said before the last game that we just needed to see a little bit more, uh, and we did. You know, hopefully we can see a little bit more for a little bit longer uh, when we go to Cardiff this weekend. And you know, the way they've started, it's uh, on on paper anyway. It's it of the of the opening fixtures. It's the one that Wednesday fans would look at and go, "This is something we probably should be getting something from." I think part of the problem is that it's not necessarily been on paper. I mean, when we looked at the fixtures and thought. Quite handy, though. Say handy. You know, championships difficult, and there's you know there's a lot of games, and there's kind of not a great deal of difference between an awful lot of teams. But it wasn't it wasn't the most difficult of starts on paper, at least. I mean, you look at Southampton's. Obviously, that game you it was effectively yeah. That 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 aside, that's a bit of a, an anomaly, and made worse by the fact that they they still had. What affect the Premier League team? Yeah, I think also look. It's obviously you when you we talk about on paper and the start of the season before the season started. I think you would have looked at Hull and gone. That's something that you you expect to get something from. But um, the way they've started and uh, some of the the work they've been doing over the summer. I mean, I know Scott Twine wasn't in there, but you know Scott Twine signed. They're looking at bringing Keenan Davis in as well. It looks like Hull are going to be you know. They, they're going to give give things a little bit of a go this season, whereas now we're not just looking at it sort of on paper in terms of reputation. We're looking at it on paper in terms of what they've actually done, and obviously Cardiff have had a a difficult start to the season. And I think that because of that, you know, they're only I think they've only got a point after three games. So Wednesday have got to be looking at that and going, they've only had one from three. We've got zero from three. This this should be a chance for us to to get off the mark. I think. Uh, Alex, we have been saying that for a few weeks now, though, haven't we? Yeah, and it, it, you know, it's it's, <laughs> it's making life difficult for people like us who are, you know, t- trying to trying to clutch at some some positives as well. There were some positives in there. I thought it was Anthony Masaba's best performance. You know, things didn't come off quite as much as he might like to. I thought Mamo Diaby was excellent, and then we we'll talk about him a bit later. Yeah. Um, well, on that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it just all feels a little bit flat. And, and as we've said every week, and, and we will perhaps continue to say, they just need a full match of, of something, hap- you know what I mean? And, and sustained um, progress. Um, because at half time, it certainly felt. You know, from the conversations we were having in the press box, it was like, "Oh right, okay, this is what we've been waiting for." And then the second half was just flat again, and Diaby got his injury, and and everything went back to to being a little bit miserable. Taking some positives, if we're going to continue to clutch, as you as you put it there, uh, Byers was back in, Liam Palmer back in. They haven't played an awful lot of football, so you would hope. The thing about Liam Palmer's influence mainly comes from his presence. I, I say mainly, but you, it's harder for him to influence things from where he is on the pitch, is, is what I'm saying. Um, George Byers, however, has a little bit more impact in that respect, and you would hope that with the minutes that he put in, 
over the weekend and he and he builds on that, then then we can begin to see the kind of influential performances that we saw from from him in in large parts of last season. Yeah, I, d- I think maybe doing. I know you weren't trying to, but doing Palms a, a bit of a disservice in terms of his. I'm I'm going historically rather yeah, than last yeah. season. I, I recognise that last season he did have a greater impact in, in certainly in terms of goals, uh, yeah, yeah. assists, and, and scoring himself. But yeah, yeah. you make point. Well, you know, we're talking about a reigning player of the year and all the rest of it, and um, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think um, it may well take them both a bit of time to get up to speed because things have been so stop-start. Um, certainly for George, for for Liam, you know, he, he's just been on the com- comeback trail, hasn't he? In, in terms of, so he's had very little involvement at all, just fifteen minutes here and there. Um, but you know, it, it would be remiss to not mention that. You know, they're they're two players that you would expect to play a big part this season. Um, you know, in terms of the things that we've said about the disruption from a, a side that was promoted, what three months ago. Um, some of that is in selection and the way that Cisco wants to do things, but you can't take away the fact that those are those are two big players that will come in and, and presumably play a big part. So hopefully that can um, serve to speed up the process, as is a, a term that we've heard quite a lot in the last few weeks. Um, we'll talk a bit now. <clears throat> excuse me. We'll talk a bit now about uh, DRB then. Um, it, it was just, it's just been a bit typical, really. You know, we we wanted to see Sheffield Wednesday kind of showing what what Cisco wanted us to see and, and you would expect the Abbey to be a, a fairly prominent part of that. Um, he comes on, plays a little over an hour, I think, and he goes off injured. Uh, first start, uh, what is the latest on that? Do we know? Um. Yeah, my information is that it's going to be several weeks. Um, it was described to me that the best case scenario would be back on the training pitch uh, at the back end of September. And then obviously, you know, there'll be a period of him getting back up to speed and, and all the rest of it. So I, wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't expect to see him till October. You know, there's still a period with the injury still being relatively fresh that, it's further tests and we'll see how the injury settles and things, but a big, big blow because all the indications are and were that, that he's going to be a big player for Wednesday. And and like you said, in coming in and, and playing a big role in, in what Cisco wants to do, he's spoken a little bit about the midfield and the, the duels and um, passing forward and all the rest of it. And, and Diaby just came in and um, showed that in, in abundance. There were a couple of hairy moments, uh, you quite often see it with players from from Europe that that come in and and the pace of the game sort of gets them. And but I think he recovered really well from that. I think the first time he got the ball, he was sort of crowded out and lost it in a dangerous area. But it spoke volumes for him that he gave an hour that he did. You know, off off the back of that, he didn't crumble. Um, and yeah, very frustrating. Don't have absolute confirmation on the exact injury. Uh, I know that the lads at the Wednesday Till I Die podcast have reported that it's a fracture. That wouldn't be a shock to me, really, with with the way it was being spoken about on Saturday. Um, but yeah, Cisco sort of showed that uh, initial concern straight. Really, 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 really. 
Yeah, he sort of said, uh, you know, I know what the doctors told me, but I'm not going to tell you guys sort of thing um, with a very concerned face. So, um, yeah, it, it, it would appear that the uh, the fears have been realised, sadly. Um, I mean, Joe, it's not a it's not a major setback because we're so early on in the season and it's not like he's going to be out, you know, till Christmas or anything like that. But it is when you're looking for positives, um, as Sheffield Wednesday have been because of the start that they've had to the season. Um I've just, <laughs> I've just seen a message come up from one of our readers there. It, 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 I think it's just typical of, of fans uh, going a bit mad. Um, I'll, I'll say it in a minute. It's, it, 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 we're just looking for positives, and you know, the E was one, and then he's gone off. It just feels a little bit like they can't catch a break in a sense. I know a lot of everything that's been going on has been very much self-inflicted. Um, not so much the players and the, and the management, but elsewhere. But this one, just like a lot of people have been coming away from go, go, going, for God's sake, is there any chance? It just feels so. That effect, so, so yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, it with Wednesday and, and the way injuries have gone. Like with this one, for instance, it was. By all, by from what it looked like, anyway, it was a contact injury. It's not like he's, you know, um, pulled up with a hammy or something like that. Like it's, it's something that's happened in a game, and yeah, just like I say, it just feels very, very on brand for for Sheffield Wednesday in recent years with with injuries to to new players and things like that. I think that the concern and the reason it's such a concern is. Like you say, there's, there is a lot, a lot of the season left. There is still time um, for him to recover and, and still play a big part in it. But it's the fact that that was a position that was meant to be filled. And now, as Alex reported in his story earlier, that is now a position that they may need to look at uh, in terms of bringing someone else in. Then when that person comes in, maybe it's a, a person too much. It keeps somebody else out when, you know, when Diaby does get fit. There's all these sort of moving parts to something like this that that changes the dynamics of the of the team, and it's just something that Wednesday could have done without, really. Would that be a little bit of a panic if they started thinking about bringing somebody in? I mean, it, you've got a got an international break coming up, and if it, if it's well into September, I mean, you're talking what maybe five games. I get, I mean, I, I get that the pressure starts to come on because if they don't pick up wins and they find themselves. In trouble, but yeah. I think I think it's worth saying that that back end of September is a a best case scenario early doors in in the injury setting, yeah. and B that that's a return to training. Do you know what I mean? If if you're looking at giving him another couple of weeks, and that becomes seven matches, if it's not the best case scenario, that becomes ten. And I think just just the wet look. We've seen sixty five minutes of this lad. We were almost universally impressed by him. Um, but it's the way that he's been spoken about and his role's been spoken about as being vitally important. Um, yeah, I don't know who... You, you, I mean, you, look, on Football Manager, you drop Will Volks in and, and crack on, don't you? But um, these skill sets are slightly different in terms of their... Um, I think they're not passing range, but the way that the RB was was moving the ball forward constantly... Uh, Will certainly got that in his locker. The majority of what we've seen of him in a Wednesday shirt has been slightly different. That that'll be down to 
the differences between Darren and, and Chisco as well. Um, Which one yeah. of you two is Brooklyn? Sorry, that's yeah. The the, the road here just goes straight into Leeds City Centre, so it's just like a constant um, episode of the bill. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised, but you know, are, are they down the road on? Other fish to fry, and and does it become? I, I don't know. We'll see. There, there's there's certainly time to get something done. I, th- I think one of the things with Jabu is the way that he um, the way that he drives forward with the ball rather than passing forward. You know, you, there isn't yeah. really anybody that Wednesday have had. There was only really Delhi Bashiri wasn't the last year who would pick pick the ball up in midfield and and, and drive forward with it, and that was something we saw of from Diaby quite a bit the other day. Um, there was a couple of moments. There was one in particular. Where I think he boshed off about three players before um, before pushing pushing the ball forward. And I think that is a is a skill set that, like I say, not many Wednesday midfielders seem to have. I'll I'll, I'll, let, I'll, I'll enlighten everyone as to the um, the comment that came from a Sheffield Wednesday fan, Tom. I'm not going to feeling it. I will do. Tom Stevenson. Sounds like another crock. Just get rid. Sadly. So there you go. Sixty-five minutes into his Sheffield Wednesday career, written off completely. Uh, it's time to lighten the mood a little bit. It's time to lighten the mood a little bit, and for our weekly brain buster on the Star Rounds podcast, where we pick a match with a topical theme, and I want you, Joe and Alex, between you, to come up with six of the starting eleven from that particular encounter. This is starters from then. <laughs> I'd just like to point out, everyone, I'm producing this episode as well as presenting it, and I can't remember how to put the music in, so that's why you got that little burst there. Uh, for this I, one, I, we're going I, back... I didn't know where the music was, but I didn't expect you to do your own rendition, so I'm impressed with that. No, it, I think it might be better. I might just do it myself. Um, for this one, we're going back just a couple of years to a day when Sheffield Wednesday inexplicably beat Cardiff City 5-0 at Hillsborough with uh, virtually no one there to see it, apart from you. I can't remember whether both of you were there or not. Uh, not even Darren Moore was there. Uh, they, of course, went on to be relegated. But who played that day? Give me six of the starting 11. What, what I will say is I do remember on that day, um, I walked into the ground and weirdly, I can't remember if it was to Alex or to Dom or someone like that, and I said, it's weird, in every season, no matter how bad you are, you always get that game when you hammer somebody and when it just, I said it doesn't feel like Wednesday you're going to get one of those this season and then we went and stuck five past uh, past Cardiff I, I, I think that game had one of my favourite goals that season um, Callum Patterson did he start well I don't know remember, don't remember when the goal was but he definitely played he did because he there was that it was didn't, that he didn't score wasn't it Did Patterson score? Was it, was it given to somebody else? Oh, he did score. Yeah, he, did. he definitely scored. It, it, Palmer did yeah. like this brilliant driven cross and, and Pato volleyed it in. Oh, yeah, I remember that one now. Right, okay. Give me, I want six. And then, as usual, we'll see if we can finish off and start an 11. Do you remember who scored the others, Alex? Uh, did Jordan Rhodes score? Jordan Rhodes did score. Um, I, re- I remember this game because it was in a miserable, miserable run. And we were tracing up and down the country in, in COVID and stuff. And uh, and then I was poorly on the day of the game, so I didn't go. And they won 5-0 and it was great. And, uh, <laughs> typical. 
It was, yeah, it, it was one of those games when you thought, oh, you never know. We did, we did know. It just it, it went bad again. I think we got battered the game afterwards as well. I think we we lost badly. I can't remember who it was. Um, did did burn did Burner score? In fact, did Burner score the opener? Burner did score the opener on four minutes. Was was Westwood in goal by that point? No, no, they hadn't reached that level. Of- Westwood only comes in when there's a change in management. And although Jamie Smith did take over for, for those games, um, it didn't come on with a return to the side for Kieran Westwood. He was injured. As a new manager. Was he? he? He was in, but he was injured. He had a rib injury. You, you, you shock was... me. Yeah. I'm stunned by that news. Um... Would it have been Wildsmith then? Kieran Westwood, uh, the only player to tell everybody he doesn't get injured while simultaneously being consistently injured. Um, sorry, Wildsmith was in goal. Yeah. Adam Reach must have played. He played practically every time he was fit. Yeah. Adam Reach played and scored twice. Did he? Did they? Which I don't remember those goals. So center um, off. That's, that's typical because nobody ever remembers the good stuff that Alan Reach did, of which there were quite a lot, and he's uh, ill-treated by Sheffield Wednesday fans, in my point of view. Um, Crack I'm on. With you on that. <laughs> Tom Lees. Tom Lees is there. Um, so that's, is that the back four and goalkeeper side? Uh, no, you're missing one. Well, left back. No, it, wasn't back it wasn't a back four, was it? No, was it not? Uh, Bernard Lee Van Arken? No, uh, Van Arken it was a Sazi, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, that'll mean Palmer's right. Palmer, back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, Bannon, um, yeah, yeah, Windass, Windass, yeah. Did Hutch play? I think you're only missing one there out of all that. You've got your sex, you're only missing one from 11. Lee? Who? No. Who are we missing? What is in like what position? I think I'll give away if I do it. No, okay. Oh, Westwood was on the bench, by the way. Oh, was he? Yeah. Just looking there. Um, God, there's some terrible footballers in that lineup and that squad. <laughs> um, it's a centre midfielder. Was it Hutch? It was Hutchinson, yes. Replaced with eight minutes to go by Joey Pelopesi. My next my next guest was going to be Kadeem Harris, not not in midfield, obviously, but if we hadn't got who else was there. Kadeem Harris was a non playing substitute. Fair enough. Um, yeah, that that simultaneously seems like a long time ago and yesterday. Yeah, it does. It's that season. that um, season was genuinely miserable in so many ways. Oh, everything was miserable. The entire world was miserable. It's just, I have no, I think my one positive memory of that season was Bournemouth away. Everything else was rubbish. I can remember nothing about it, about anything. 
it's like I've wiped an, an entire part of my life from from my memory. <laughs> and and generally, I'm missing much either. Uh, okay, that was uh, starters from there. Uh, back on to <laughs> back on to matters at hand. Um, in more positive news this week, Joe. Um, I, th I think we'll talk about this for a little while because it's nice. Uh, you went down to see, <coughs> excuse me, see the unveiling, the official unveiling of a new mural, a new Sheffield Wednesday mural um, at Hillsborough by Pete McKee, which features that iconic image of Jose Semedo on his knees, um, praising Chris O'Grady. O'Grady, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I knew that, and then I, I, it was one of those ones where you go, I haven't thought about it, it's not quite sure when, when the words actually come out of my mouth. Um, yes, so that, that iconic image has been uh, put on a wall on Hillsborough. Um, just nice, isn't it? Just nice to see. Nice to see some yeah. some colour going up around the walls around on, on the way into Hillsborough, and um, nice to see somebody like Jose who's had a bit of a rough time of late. Uh, still very highly thought of at Sheffield Wednesday, uh, being given due prominence. Yeah, it's just it's it's just a bit, everything about it's lovely. You know, it was obviously put together by the the Sporters Trust. It's been in the works for about six months, I think. Um, you know, Pete McKee's come on board and and done it for now. So you know, it's an original as well. It's not been done anywhere else. It's literally something that he made for for that purpose. The restaurant, um, the the uh, takeaway place that have, whose whose wall it's on, they've they've not charged anything for it either. And it just looks really nice. It's it's, I think because it's because of where it is, it's so many people are going to walk past it when they're sort of taking their weekly walk down to Hillsborough, and it's just with it being how, like, how you know, quickly, it, how quickly did it take them to actually do it? Because I drive past yeah. there about four times a week, and I didn't see it. They they start they started it on t on uh, Monday and finished it on Tuesday. No, well that's all right then. I, I mean, uh, I, as you would know, I'm well versed on the um, the on murals on the side of the walls. It seems like people know that and take a little bit longer to put them up. So fair play to uh, the people of Sheffield for their uh, their speed in getting those kinds of things up. Thankfully, there wasn't anybody. I mean, Jesus Mido didn't have a balaclava on or anything like that in in his mural. They, they had uh, the, Pete, Pete had help from um, from Glenn. Uh, he's at Glenn Paulton, who's a who's a Wednesday eye. He came and did the the big yellow bit. So he's a painter and decorator who came in and, and got on board as well. So yeah, they they sort of blitzed it over a couple of days and, and got it done. And I actually sent it to to Jose on on WhatsApp. He was made up. He was really chuffed with it. Um, hopefully, at some point we'll uh, we'll see him down uh, down again because it's been a while since he's he's been to us. Ran it. He's obviously had a a difficult time, like you say, and I think I, I just hope there's more. You know, Alex mentioned it on Twitter yesterday. I think you know it's just a really nice thing for the area, and you see it at a lot of other clubs around the country with murals up and that kind of thing. And um, obviously, Wednesday had a couple up on Peniston Road. They went up last season, uh, and if we've got this one now, sort of hopefully starts the ball rolling for a few others because. It's such a massive part of the community in Hillsborough, and and I think it's it's something that should be shouted out, shouted about a little bit more. And uh, if if we're honest, some of the 
areas around, not through any fault of anyone's really, apart from maybe a Tory government. Some of the areas around Hillsborough and um, and indeed Bramall Lane have seen better days. So, you know, if nothing else, it brightens the place up, really, doesn't it? Chris I, I just, just a little... Didn't mean, didn't mean to get political there. He's, he's going after Kieran Westwood and the Tory government in the last 28 minutes. It's incredible. Um, I will say just a, just a, a, a nice touch on the the mural thing. So they had they had like a a scissor lift, so they could get up and, and paint it. And the the restaurant that that have let them do it, they didn't charge them anything, but they did ask them to use the scissor lift to clear out the gutter before they left. I, 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 I thought you were going to say that because that's a fairly old building, and I thought I bet you there's a few slates up there I could do with being fixed while you're up there, lad. <laughs> I, I think uh, it can be more than a nice thing. I, I think these sort of things are really powerful. Um, yeah, and are at the very heart of the community, and they should be. You know, people should be proud of them. Um, and obviously, Sheffield Wednesday are synonymous with with Hillsborough. Um, and it, yeah, you're right. It is something I'd like to see going up. It's, um, it's we've mentioned this before, and Joe and I have certainly spoken about it. But as someone who didn't grow up in Sheffield, and Sheffield are, as a city, rubbish about celebrating themselves in yeah. a way that you know you look at Liverpool, Manchester, Leeds, London. You know what I mean? And and you know it should be people like Jose. You know, there's no Sheffield Wednesday statue, which is you know for a club of that standing with its history and all the rest of it is. Is ridiculous. So yeah, more power to them. If I think one of the lads at the the trust has sort of mentioned that they're wanting to do a few more, and that and they've had a couple of um, businesses sort of come come to them and, and suggest that they might be willing to to do some stuff. So yeah, it'd be great to to get a dozen or so just dotted around Hillsborough. Awesome. I've forgotten the gentleman's name, Joe. Do you, off the top of your head, know the name? I saw a tweet earlier on in the day asking for local artists if they've got any ideas to get in touch with them. Tom Scott. Tom Scott. Yeah, Tom. Tom Scott. Look for Tom Scott on Twitter or uh, Sheffield Wednesday Supporters Trust if you are a local artist and get in touch with them if you've got any ideas for any further artwork that could go up around the S6 area. Um, We'll be something season pop at some point I'd like you know when NASA's diving header or Palmer diving into the I would like to see I I would like to see um I know that I know that Pete did it and he did a print of it I'd like to see that something like Lee Bullins sat in the dressing room with a beer and a trophy um and possibly last year's um they've done like the ones on Penniston Road are fairly fan orientated as well, so um, mm. maybe a little bit more like that. Um, I think there's a couple yeah. more of them coming. Good to see. Um, we, we've gone a bit longer than we normally do, but and we haven't spoken about Cardiff, so we will do a little bit before we knock off. Um, we touched on a little bit earlier, Alex. Uh, they've not had the best of starts either. Um, but if I'm going to be entirely cliched as I normally am. Cardiff's not an easy place to go, is it? No, um, figuratively and literally with the train strikes on this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the the they just have to get themselves going. I, I sort of asked the question of of Cisco, you know, whether the 
principles change slightly away from home and he, he sort of intimated that they will do. Um, yeah, I, you know, it could well turn into 90 minutes of just staring at Mark McGuinness and crying, crying my eyes out, to be honest. Um, but yeah, like you say, it's, it's one of the... This is where, you know, we, we touched on it at the start of the, the, the top of the show, as they say. You, you looked at the fixture list and you went, oh, it's not a bad start for Wednesday. But every game is really tough. It's relentless. You know, the the, the having dined out in the last two seasons of, of looking at games and thinking, well, if Wednesday turn up at 60% of their capability, they'll win it 2-0. Um, it's just not the case anymore. So, yeah, Cardiff, I'll be honest, they're a team I don't know a great deal about. I need to sort of read up in the next couple of days and I'll be doing so. But, um, yeah, another toughie, I think. Joe, you said earlier, um, again, this is a, 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 a team potential you'll be looking at and going, right, this is the level of team we should be trying to get something from. Um, do you still feel that way about about Cardiff? Yeah, I, th- I think so. You know, you, you look at the way they've started the season, you know, obviously there was, there's was there been a lot of concerns about QPR, for instance, and QPR went and beat him. So I think you you look at that that result and given the way things have been going for QPR, it does it gives you it gives you a little bit of help. Um, but yeah, it is gonna be it is gonna be sad seeing Mark McGuinness. Ge- genuinely, that's not like like being overly dramatic. Like the the way that he played for Wednesday last season, having just signed a new contract and stuff, it just yeah just it's just a bit sad. But yeah, I, I think that you look at the 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 way they've um, they've played this season, it, they can be got at, and if Wednesday can can start the game like they did against Preston, and have a little bit of the urgency that they showed against Preston um, in the early stages of that game, then you'd like to think they could get something out of it. They they're nowhere near as defensively sound as as what Preston are. We saw how many pre- uh, clean sheets. Preston got last season. Cardiff are nowhere near that. So, uh, yeah, it's it's whether Wednesday can cut out their own mistakes. I mean, Josh Windass said it in a in an interview this week. So much of Wednesday's troubles have been self-imposed, and uh, I mean, not the first time we've said that, is it? But yeah, they if they can try and cut those mistakes out, then uh, I do back them to get to get a goal or two away at, at Cardiff. It's whether they can stop more than that going in at the other end. You do get to see um, Aaron Ramsey, though. So that's... Hopefully he doesn't score another belter like the that, other day. That was a great goal. Uh, but, however, I get the feeling um, that uh, Aaron may well go missing for about six weeks now. So it could well be that he is, um, he's given everything that he possibly could for last week and now he'll go... Um, the way he was at Rangers and just not do much for a little while. Let's hope so. This pod- yeah, this podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, I've gone from say like being negative about Sheffield Wednesday to being negative about Cardiff as well. So <laughs> every other team and they are a big bowl of horrible negativity. Um, What's that fifty cent meme? <laughs> what is he coming at me for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Right, we'll wrap it up there. Um, I'm not. I'm not asking for a prediction because, like, there's no point. There's no point. You can, if you want to, you can say they're, they're going to win. Two 0 Wednesday. Two or two one two nil, Christoph. I'm going to say two nil to Cardiff. Very joking. No, I think it'll probably be a draw. To be fair, um, and that will be a start at least. Um, who knows? Somewhere to build on and another huge game coming on the horizon, which we'll not mention just yet. That's us for this week. Thank you, Joe and Alex. We'll be back next week to talk about a 5-0 win. Keep up with everything else related, new signings, features, interviews, inside scoop from S2. Galleries, loads more on the star.co.uk forward slash football. Follow us on the star on Twitter, on Facebook and Instagram. And we'll see you next time on the Star Isles podcast. Thanks a lot.